because God wants to come into our life so that we can become strong and courageous. God wants to strengthen us when we are weary, when we have trouble, and when it seems that we have a never-ending journey of issue after issue, problem after problem. How many of you, you can relate to that? That in year 2020, 2021, it seems that there are many, many prolonged issues after issues that seems never-ending. So, let us look at how David strengthened was uh, how David was strengthened when he was running away from King David in the wilderness, and also how we too can learn how to be strengthened in God. Number one, I want to share that we find strength when we receive God's encouragement from the presence of a faithful friend. First Samuel chapter twenty-three verses fifteen to sixteen. Let me read to you this. While David was at Horesh in the desert of Ziph. He learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Horesh and helped him to find strength in God. Now, let me give you some background. David was running away from King Saul. David, with 600 of his men, ran away from King Saul from one place to another in the wilderness. And he came to this place called Horesh in the desert of Ziph whereby the, Zipha, the Ziphites lives. And he learned that King Saul knew where he is and came for him. But at the same time, Jonathan, the son of King David, uh, sorry, the son of King Saul, also knew where David was and he went to encourage David. And as David was running away, he was a stressful, a very uh, pressuring time for himself because the wilderness is a harsh, it was harsh land, lacking in every way. There's not enough water, there's not enough food, no proper place to sleep and eat, no proper place to rest. And at this time, David's good friend, Jonathan, reached out to him. We read that Jonathan came all the way from Gibeon to Horesh. And if you look up to the Bible map, that is about 40 kilometers away. To put into perspective again, it was about from Sungai Bulo to Kajang. About 40 kilometers. And it would take about two to three days journey. So, we read that during this time, Jonathan, the good friend of David, took this journey took this journey, two to three days journey, and it is only for one single purpose, to find David, to encourage David in the Lord. And I want to stress this. Jonathan took all the trouble, go all the way to find David, to encourage him in the Lord, so that David could find strength in the Lord. He came to David, Strengthen him in the Lord so that David could find his trust and his faith in God again. Not in his friend, Jonathan, but in God. Jonathan helped David to find strength in God. The saying is true that a friend in need is a friend indeed. 
A friend who helps you in a time when you have need is truly a friend. I could remember many, many years ago, before I was a father, on the night when my wife is giving birth to the very firstborn, I received a call from the hospital to say that my wife had just went into the labor room and asking me to come uh, about two hours later. And at that time, I'm still a Bible college student in BCM. And I was in BCM. During dinner time, I was out with a good friend eating dinner uh, during the time of BCM. And I received this call from the hospital saying that my wife is going to give birth and come about two hours later. I was young. I'm still young. And I do not know what to do. You know, first time father. For those of you who are father, I hope that you remember what it felt the very first time your wife is pregnant, is about to give birth. I really do not know what to do. But my good friend who had dinner with me, he asked me, hey, do you want me to go with you? Do you want me to go with you? You see, at the time that I do not know what to expect, what to do, my good friend says, do you want me to go with you? Now, that is very comforting. That is very encouraging. It's a guy-to-guy thing, you know, where he told me, if you need me to go with you, I will go with you. Now, come to think about it. What can he do if he come with me? There's nothing he can do. What can he do when he come with me? He can't go into the labor room together with me. But he's willing to come with me, perhaps to go to the hospital, and wait outside the hospital while I go into the hospital to the labor room to be with my wife, delivering my first, the first one. But he is willing and says, do you want me to go with you? That presence of a good and faithful friend. And that friend of mine today has become a very good friend and indeed, he is the godfather of my daughter. But it was very comforting to hear from him when he says, do you want me to go with you? the presence of a good and faithful friend. You see, we all can be that faithful friend to encourage someone. You and I can be that Jonathan to our friends. And that is what I receive. A good friend, Jonathan. Someone who offered the presence to be with me. So, the first way we can find strength in God is to receive the presence of of a faithful friend who will encourage us in the Lord. Not just because you have a, someone who is with you, but someone who is with you and can encourage you in the Lord. And that's how we can be strengthened. Secondly, how can we be strengthened? We find strength when we receive God's encouragement from the peaceful assurance of a timely word. Now, not only we need someone to be with us, we also need to find strength in the timely words, the words of encouragement from our faithful friends. Because there are friends who will be with us in time of trouble, but when their friends open their mouth, you know. The friends does not help. But when we have a friend who gives us timely words, words of assurance, that will give us strength. And that is what Jonathan did. 
Jonathan went all the way from Gibeon to Horesh, two to three days journey, just for one purpose, to encourage David in the Lord. And he spoke these few words. 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 17 and 18, it says here, And he said to him, and Jonathan said to David, Do not fear, for the hand of my uh, for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. So the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. And David stayed in the woods, and Jonathan went to his own house. Do not fear. These are the three very powerful words that Jonathan told David. Do not fear. These are the three powerful words which give a peaceful assurance that we too can say to someone who is in need. Beside God loves you, do not fear. It's a powerful three words that we can say to someone to encourage someone in the Lord. Now here, we see Jonathan giving three reasons to David on why he does not need to fear. Number one, he says here, so my father will not find you. So my father will never find you. Because he knew, Jonathan knew, that God is faithful and God will protect him. Ultimately, God will deliver him from his father's schemes. So, do not fear. That's the insight that Jonathan has. And that's the encouragement that Jonathan gave to David. Secondly, he says, you shall be king over Israel. Now, Jonathan reminded David of God's promises. He pointed David back to God instead of looking at the overwhelming situation that he is going through. David told, uh, sorry, uh, Jonathan told David and says, remember the promise of God for you, that you shall be king over Israel. Not only you will not die, you will strive, you will become king over Israel, but not at your own timing. It's according to God's timing. And God is the one who fulfilled the promises He had for you. That's what Jonathan told David. So do not fear. And thirdly, Jonathan says, I shall be next to you. Jonathan reassured David that he's David's loyal friend. That God has provided David a loyal friend, Jonathan. But, John, but David and Jonathan, we read that they're more than just good friends. We just read that they made a covenant before God. A very powerful covenant. It's not just because we are best friends forever, not just BFF, you know. He's a godly, covenantal friend. Such a strong relationship between Jonathan and David. And that's why Jonathan, even though he's King Saul's son, he's next in line to be king. Jonathan knew the anointing of God on David. Jonathan knew that God has chosen David to become the next king of Israel. And Jonathan is willing to step aside, even though he is the crown prince, to let David 
become the next king. It is that kind of friendship. It is that kind of loyalty. It is that kind of friend who can encourage you in the Lord as that friend is mature in the Lord. We need that kind of friends to encourage us and we need to become that friend to encourage others. And that's why Jonathan told David, Do not fear, my father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel and I shall be with you. And they made a covenant before God. We find strength to overcome difficult situations when we have the presence of our faithful friends and we have the peaceful assurance from a timely word. That's how we find strength in God. In our life, none of us, we are meant to walk the journey of discipleship alone. Even though we went through the pandemic, we are not meant to go through it alone. We are all body of Christ together. No matter how capable, how strong, how independent we are, we need the encouragement from one another. We need the encouragement from a faithful friend. In this story, Jonathan could not save David from all the difficulty that he's going through. There's nothing Jonathan can do to save David. Jonathan couldn't give David the answer for all the hardship that he's going through. Jonathan couldn't give a reassurance or promise that his father would not get him. But what Jonathan can do, one very important thing to David is that he became that faithful encourager for David so that David can find strength in the Lord. And he gave David strength in God. In God, the Elohim, the mighty God. And this is what Jonathan did. And church, to be honest with you, I myself could not go through my life alone. I myself could not lead alone. And I myself could not do ministry alone if I do not find strength in the many partnership of leaders and the many encouraging words for many, many of you. Especially during the past 20 months in this pandemic, with the many ministry leaders who work together, who encourage one another, who says that, yes, we face difficulty. Yes, we face so many setbacks. But let's continue on believing in God. Let's continue on believing that God will pull us through. God will give us the solution. And God will help us. And that's how we went through, not just the pandemic, but the many, many years of ministry. I can't do it alone. The words of encouragement from brothers and sisters, it served to help me to go on. I remember once when I conducted a wedding of a couple who grew up in the church, whom I had the privilege as a youth pastor back then to be with them, to grow with them, to disciple them. And as they grew up, they got married, and it was my privilege and honor to do the marriage counseling for them, to conduct the wedding for them. And on that wedding day, another church member came to me and says, Pastor, today I want to thank you. And I was so surprised. That church member came to me and says, 
I want to thank you. Because as we grew up in church, you have helped us through during teen class, during the teenage years. And now all of us, we have become young adults. We are adults. And I'm very thankful that you have been our youth pastor, guiding us, being there with us all these years. And this is the encouragement that I find in church. On that day, during that wedding, that word really struck me and says, yes, thank God that He is with us, He is for us, and that God give us that kind of protection, that kind of encouragement. And that word of encouragement from that particular church member became an encouragement for me. That I can see, yes, even though all these years, it has been years of challenges, but yet, God pulled us through. Now, some of you may lament that you do not have a friend like Jonathan. You may be going through difficult situation, but you may lament that you do not have a friend like Jonathan. However, let me encourage you today. Would you let God come into your life to change you, to mold you and make you and become a Jonathan to someone else in your life? Will you make an extra effort to travel the extra mile, to give an extra hand and to let God use you to say something encouraging, something uplifting, something inspiring, something helpful to someone else today, to someone in your family, to someone in your workplace, to someone in your study place, to someone in your neighborhood? Would you let God use you for that? so that they too may find strength in God in the season of life? Would you connect with someone who is facing difficulty and setbacks due to many circumstances in life? Would you use, let God use you to become that Jonathan? Now, it may be sending an encouraging message to your friends. It may be sending something to your friends. It may be also praying a sincere prayer to your friends or it may be sending some gift. You know, nowadays, it's very easy for you to make a grab food or send something to someone else. That is an encouragement to someone. That's what you can do. Pray that God will use you to become a Jonathan to someone else. To bring in that presence, a faithful presence of encouraging someone in the Lord and to speak an assurance, a timely word of assurance that gives peace to someone else. If you have not joined a small group, let me encourage you, now is the time for us to really look into joining a small group. You may have gone through the past 20 months of pandemic without small group, but now is the time for us to join in small group. And if you have joined a small group, that's good. Let's continue on to build greater relationship because small group is more than just Bible study. Small group is when we care for one another. Small group is when we enlarge our capability and capacity to care for one another, to help one another, to encourage one another in life. It's more than just Bible study. It is the application of what we have studied. It's the application of loving God. Now, all of us we need God's encouragement. 
we need God to give us strength. But there are times we could not do it because we are overwhelmed or we may be distracted by the situation that we are going through. And so, we need that friend, that faithful friend. And also, in that faithful friend, we need words of assurance. The two things to help us to find strength in God. And number three, how can we find strength in God? We find strength in God when we experience God's deliverance. When we experience, when we go through difficulty, when we experience God's deliverance. Now let's look at the scripture. Quite a long passage that I would read to you from 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 24 to 29. And it says here, So they arose and went to Ziph before Saul. Now Ziph is a place, and the people who live in Ziph are called the Ziphites. The Ziphites knew that David was running away from King Saul. And the Ziphites betrayed David, went to King Saul and tell King Saul where David was. So, the Ziphites sold out David. They arose and went to Ziph before Saul. After going to uh, King Saul, telling King Saul where David was, they, the Ziphites went from Gibeon. They came back to Ziph. But David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the plain on the south of Jeshimon. When Saul and his men went to seek him, they told David. Therefore, he went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued David in the wilderness of Maon. Meaning that when David knew that King Saul is coming after him, when David knew the Ziphites have betrayed him, David and his men withdrew and ran away to the wilderness of Maon. And then verse 26, Then Saul went on one side of the mountain, and David and his men, 600 men, on the other side of the mountain. So David made haste to get away from Saul, for Saul and his men were encircling David and his men to take them. That means right now, David, he was surrounded by King Saul. David was trying to run away. He was betrayed by the Ziphites. Run away to Mount Maon. But King Saul managed to pursue, catch up on them, surround David and his 600 men. And then verse 27 says, But a messenger came to Saul saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have invaded the land. Therefore Saul returned from pursuing David and went against the Philistines. So they, David and the men, so they, they called the place Selah Hamalakoth, which means the rock of escape. Then David went up from there and dwelt in the stronghold of En Gedai. Now, from this episode, from these few verses, we can have two observations about God's mighty and supernatural deliverance. Number one, God's deliverance come in His time. God's deliverance come in His time. Now, with the help of the Ziphites, King Saul finally found where David was and he brought his army. He brought his army quickly to go and capture 
David. So King Saul finally managed to, to surround David and also wanted to get ready to charge and to make a massacre against David and his 600 men. Now, imagine this. It's a very tense situation for David and his 600 men. There's no way out for David and his 600 men. There's nowhere to run. No hope of escaping. No one else can help them. King Saul, with his army, getting ready to do a great battle against David and his 600 men. A great battle of massacre is about to happen. No hope for David. Now, today, you and I, we also may face such a situation whereby in our setback, in our wilderness, we find that we are surrounded. We find that there's no way out because we're in a situation where we could not find hope. But let me tell you this. God delivered King David. Uh, God delivered David. What he did for David, God can also do for us. And this is what happened. The Bible says, just right before King Saul would want to say, charge and go and attack, suddenly a messenger came. A messenger came and told King Saul and says, come, our land is under attack by the Philistines. Come, we need to go back and protect our land, protect our people. And King Saul have to abandon his mission to kill David and quickly rush back to defend the land of Israel against the attack of the Philistines. Imagine how David would have felt. David was surrounded by King Saul. All his men getting ready to do a final battle, a battle where he would lose, a battle that there's no hope. But yet, God delivered them. How? God used the messenger to, to, to ask King Saul to come away. But it is a deliverance that comes in the timing of God. God saved David, but in his timing. God's perfect timing, God's best timing, sometimes, sometimes may not be our timing. God will come and help us. God will come to save us. God will make a way for us when there seems to be no way. God will meet our need when we need His help. But God will do it at His timing. His timing may not seem the best for us. We may be struggling. We may be saying, that God, please come. I'm drowning now. God, I'm going to die now. But God will come to help us. I mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention this again. Many years ago, I saw this one book. It says that God will help me, but many times He has scared me to death because before He come to my aid. There's a title of a book. I can't remember exactly, but the title of the book says, God will help me, but He scared me to death 
many times before he comes to me. It's not because God wants to scare us to death, but because God is, has his best timing. And that is why it helped David to pen down a psalm in Psalm chapter 31, verse 50. It says here, My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. David knew about the timing of God. And that's why he says, my times is in your hand. We may be crying out to God in our financial situation, in our political situation, in our relationship, in our health. God will come. In His time, He will come to save us. God will deliver us according to His timing. Secondly, God will deliver us from his, with His uh, sovereign ways. And as I say, as we read, that God has used that messenger to tell King Saul that there is an attack and King Saul has to break his army and to come back to Philistine. And it saved David and his people. Now, let me ask you this one question. Do you think it's a coincidence that the very last minute when King Saul is about to say, charge, let's go and kill off David. We have him surrounded. He could not run anywhere anymore. Suddenly, at the very last minute, a messenger came and King Saul had to abandon his mission to kill David. Is it a coincidence? In my own opinion, no. I do not think that it is a coincidence. I believe that it is God's sovereign way, God's hand upon David. Today, the same hand that have delivered David is the same hand that God will deliver you and I. When our life is in God's hand, it's in safe hand. And as a result of God's deliverance, we read that David remembered that place and called that place Selah Hamilakov, meaning that the rock of escape. And even after that, David wrote another psalm remembering God. It's a psalm whereby he remember what God did, and at the same time, he remember what God did for him when he's escaping. You see, God has His timing. God has His sovereign way to deliver us. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 to 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord, neither my ways are your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Always remember this. We may not always understand what is going on and how God will deliver us. But God will, according to His timing, His sovereign ways. And at that very moment, David experienced God's supernatural deliverance. He found new strength to carry on. Today, God's hand is upon us also. As we come to the end of 2021, think about how God's hand has been with you for the past 20 months. 
and that same hand who has brought you through will be with you as you open a new chapter in year 2022. In every hopeless situation, God will show up. In every desperation, God will show up. In every circumstances, God will come to your saving. God is faithful. God is faithful. No matter how hopeless, how impossible, how devastated our situation is, God will come and save us. In His perfect time, in His sovereign way, God will deliver us. Because God is almighty. He will come and save us. When we go through hardship, when we have no strength to go on in life, when we put a full stop in our life, God comes in and changes the full stop to a comma so that we will continue on. God gives us the strength to go on. Even when we put a full stop in our life, God put a comma to remind us that we need to continue on Tell us that God has promised to give us strength. In time of needs, God will help us through His sovereign way, through the wilderness, through the pandemic, through the year 2022 and beyond. And it's not just about surviving 2022. It's about living a victorious, living a strengthened life. Strength upon strength. Grace upon grace. And also, in conclusion, when we are very weak, when we are facing difficulty, devastation, that is beyond our strength, let us find strength in God alone. When you find strength in God, God will give you love, joy, peace, and comfort. You see, even though David was running away from King Saul, for a long, long time, for many, many times, moving from one place to another, in the harsh land of the wilderness, he found strength in God and God alone. He found strength in the presence of a faithful friend, Jonathan. He found strength in a peaceful assurance of a timely word, the word, do not fear. And also, he experienced God's deliverance according to God's timing, according to God's sovereign way. And he wrote Psalms 54. And I want to highlight three verses from this Psalms today. Psalms 54, verses 2 to 4, it says here, Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me. Strangers means that the Ziphites who betrayed him, who went and told King Saul where he was, for strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. And you will see this word, Selah, in the book of Psalms. Many, many times. Selah. Although we do not fully know what it means, but one thing we know that it is a word of comma, a word of pause, a word of break whereby David, as he penned down these psalms, he took time off, Selah, ponder about God's goodness, think about how good God was, about God's deliverance, 
about God's goodness. Even though he was counting his circumstances, that the strangers, the Ziphites, betrayed him, that King Saul had been jealous of him, pursuing him relentlessly, and he was uh, running away, so tired, but yet, David took time, a pause, and he, as he meditated upon God, he wrote, continued to write verse 4, and he says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. I want to emphasize on these two words. God is my helper and He uphold my life. Church, as we go through year 2022, remember, God is our helper. God will uphold us. And I want to end with this. Jesus, on the night when He was betrayed, after the Last Supper, He went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. But He didn't pray alone. He prayed with His two closest disciples, Peter, James, and John. He brought the three of them. Why? Jesus, fully man, fully God. He still needs a companion of a good and faithful friend. He brought the three of them to Mount Olive in the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. Jesus asked the three of them, pray together with me for one hour. And Jesus went a little bit further and he cried out to God, to God the Father. Why? Because God was, Jesus was fully man. And he needed that help, that comfort from God. He was about to take on the whole sin of the world. And he himself, Jesus, he needed that kind of encouragement from God and also from Peter, James and John. Jesus needed that encouragement. Jesus took on the whole sin of the entire world. Jesus was about to be betrayed trial, crucified, put to the cross and die. He was in a time of stress. He was in a time of pain, of agony. And yet, he went to God to find strength. With a faithful friend, Peter, James and John. Even though they slept, because the Bible says, the Spirit is willing the flesh had failed them. Jesus continued to cry out to God. And we read in Luke chapter 22, it says that an angel appeared and strengthened him in the Lord. Jesus was strengthened by the angel of God in the Lord. Jesus himself was helped and upheld by God. Today, Let's find strength in God. As we come to a close, our conclusion of year 2021, let's find strength in God to move on to a new chapter in year 2022. And I ask all of you to arise together with me. And let's sing this song. Give me faith. Let's sing this song and tell God, God, I really need you in my life.
is a pastor time to the worship team. Church. Your 
says my flesh may be weak but God you will never fail me God you are always there with me not just with me but you are there for me you are the Emmanuel God your presence is with me your power is with me your protection is with me your provision is with me and today as we come before the Lord Let's quiet down ourselves and let's reflect. For the past one year, in year 2021, how has we put our faith in God through the ups and downs, through all the challenges, through the happiness and sorrow that we went through? 
How have God given us strength? And how can we find strength to go on for year 2022? Let's spend a minute and let's quiet down ourselves for time of prayer and reflection about finding strength in God for this year and next year. Yes, Lord. Father God, we thank you. Oh, Father Lord, we praise your name. We come to you with gratitude in our heart, oh God. And this morning, as we hear your message, the final message for this year, let us be encouraged to find strength in God. And I ask that your Holy Spirit will continue to speak to us because we know your Holy Spirit has spoken to us as we hear your word this morning. Let us continue to meditate and chew on the word of God and let us apply the word of God into our lives. And as we move towards year 2022, it will be a greater year of a greater discipleship with you. A greater year of what with you? A greater year of growing in maturity. All this we ask and we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.